Hi, everybody. Welcome to Founded Connect, a place where our resource providers, our members, and entrepreneurs of the Triangle Connect. So today I have a new and exciting guest, Mr. Ben Blankenship, and I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about himself and who he is and what he has done with his career. So Ben, thank you so much for being here with me today. We really appreciate it. Um, love to dive in and hear more about you. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, Mr. Sounds so official. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, hey, I really appreciate you having me on the podcast and I, I look forward to connecting with the with the Raleigh Foundry community. Awesome. So my background, uh, I guess on the highest level, I'm a business professional with uh, roughly 30 years of financial and operational leadership experience. I had an opportunity to get my hands, hands in the businesses and help them grow and and, uh, and I got my start, I would say, professionally as a, as a trained chef. I went to culinary school in New York. Uh, shortly thereafter, at, at the age of 21, I, I became a, the head chef of the, a private resort or ranch, more accurately, in, in the Colorado mm -hmm. Rockies. Oh, fancy. And, and uh, it's one of those places where people would drive down from Denver or fly into kind of this, uh, this municipal airport and and they go to just chill out, escape the hustle and bustle of the city and go horseback riding and hiking and, and fly fishing. And then eventually they came for the food. So that was my job is to come in and turn around the menu. It was, it was kind of your burgers and hot dogs kind of fair. And, uh, and I was expected to come in and bring the big city food to the ranch. So that's awesome. That's and, and along the way, it was a seasonal resort. So along the way, I started going back to school and studied finance at the University of Denver. And just as I was graduating, I was recruited by the founding team of Qdoba Mexican Grill to help start the business. And at that, at that time, we were called Zuma Mexican Grill, oh, wow. a, a forgotten fact by many. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so that background of kind of uh, being a professional chef, going into being an, a restaurateur, I did everything with Qdoba from financial projections to standard operating procedures to franchise playbooks. I did a lot of building restaurants and launching new markets. And, um, and then from, from there, uh, you know, ran hard for many years. Was every, we were all praying that our, that our equity would mean something one day, right? All of that sweat. Um, and it did, and the, the restaurant sold. And then I got into some nonprofit space for quite some time. CFO, COO, CEO of a variety of different companies um, uh, covering community foundations and health and wellness and, and restaurants and real estate investments and environmental protection. So really, I'm a, a little bit of everything. person, if you can't tell. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, and uh, so I've, I've had an exciting life, that's for sure. Now what I do is I'm a, I'm a consultant. I'm a, an executive and leadership team coach. Um, I, uh, I'm an EOS implementer. And I'm also a fractional C-suite. So if somebody needs just a piece of me on a regular basis to help grow a business. And oftentimes younger companies can't afford a full-time C-level person, then I come in and share my experience and help them with that. But, but my passion is, is bringing focus and accountability to teams. And um, 
so we can we can talk more later about that. But that's that's what I do now. And and uh, and then I think the last part of the question that I heard was like maybe why am I passionate about helping entrepreneurs? Yeah, yeah, and we'd love to hear. Yeah, I've been one most of my life, and so and it kind of takes one to know one. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. I understand the creativity and the courage and the grit it takes. And and also, I think at this point in my life, I've <laughs> figured out where some of the dead bodies are, so to speak. <laughs> I, I've, I've failed a good number of times. I've learned from those failures a good number of times. And I guess I, I hope to share some of that with fellow entrepreneurs. Maybe they can avoid some of the same mistakes I've made. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what is so beneficial to hear from seasoned entrepreneurs in our community, especially with early stage startups. There's really that desire to get those like nitty gritty secrets. Okay, what don't I do? What what did you do that you wish that you could tell me to learn from and not do? Um, so I think that's so important and so valuable um, as much as what should I do is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell me a little bit about, I know that you've talked with Jason a little bit and um, Jason and I both actually have a love for Colorado. So um, <laughs> I was thinking about that when yeah. I just got back from um, Pagosa. So um, what brought you to Raleigh Founded? What made you want to connect with us? Why us? Yeah, uh, so the, the specific like kind of what and how is my son Bailey Blankenship, who uh, who is now a uh, software engineer in Boulder, Colorado. He graduated from state with a master's in electrical engineering or computer engineering rather. He he got to know Jess Porta. Oh, and, okay. And so through and I'm always excited to learn from my kids. It is such a great way to. Uh, yeah, I think as we age, we think we've have, we have it all figured out and we just don't. And so, so anyhow, uh, my uh, Bailey was sharing with me this new exciting place called HQ Raleigh at the time. Mm -hmm. a great person named Jess Porta. And, and he said, dad, I need to introduce you. So he introduced us and, you know, sure enough, Jess is great people mm -hmm. and, uh, and exceptional at building community. And so, so we were connected and I started hanging out at the warehouse a little bit and um, had a chance to help some folks before COVID-19 struck. And, uh, and it's great to be re-engaged. And, and so soon after I met Jess, she introduced me to Jason and come to find we're both, we're fellow alumnus from the University of Denver. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's kind of the technical part, but like why I stay connected, you know, it's, uh, I think Raleigh Founded has done a great job of curating community workspaces that, that spark entrepreneurial activity, that inspire those accidental conversations, mm -hmm. that really result in creative pursuits together, the, the what ifs and the ahas to the, to the moments, you know, to the, to the actually creating business plans and pitch decks and funding. And so seeing seeing those moments actually take place and evolve, that, that, those moments happen at Raleigh Founded. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody I met with the other day was just saying, I really miss 
a lot of things that COVID has taken from us, but I miss the buzz of the warehouse and like that entrepreneurial vibe where these casual conversations turn into so much more, um, whether it's, you know, pitch deck assistance, investment opportunities, partnerships, all those things. And I think for us too, when curating this community so intentionally, that's one of the things that we factor in as being such a big part of us. So, um, you know, it's really killed us too, to not be able to see our members buzz as high as they used to. So um, it's been a change for sure, but we're, you know, we feel really hopeful it'll be back at that capacity, hopefully soon. It, it will be soon. It will be. And I think everybody is champing at the bit to get back to being able to socialize and, and, uh, and have yeah. creative exchanges. So before too yeah, long. For sure. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. So Tell me a little bit about how you um, hope to connect with our members. What are some resources you can offer? You obviously have this wide array of experience and this skill set, and uh, which is super unique. So, um, how are you hope to connect with us? And then, how do you feel like we can kind of best plug you in with our folks? Yes. Um, so I love. I love helping people. You know, when I think of the, the kind of my spark for wanting to be engaged, I really enjoy helping entrepreneurs grow and succeed um, and learn from failures, mine and theirs. <laughs> so I guess I, I, um, what I, what I, what I want from my relationship with Rally Founded and and its members is authentic relationships and sharing knowledge and igniting curiosity and opportunities. Yeah. Um, literally how to connect is I'm open to any platform, uh, video, phone, text, email, or in person as appropriate. Um, I really look forward to getting on the other side of COVID-19 and having very authentic in-person meetings, but that time will come uh, as soon as it can. Yeah. The, the what part of it, like what, what I want to do, I I think I, I kind of brand myself as, as helping individuals and teams get unstuck. Mm -hmm. uh, and so say it in another way, I help teams get focused. I help them devise a plan to get results. And I help establish accountability. So I don't know about you, Sarah, but plenty of times in my life, I have been on very talented teams where everybody was pointing a finger at each other. Nothing was really documented as far as what I owe you as my team member and what you owe me as your team member, right? And, and so there was like, there was little to no accountability. There's a, there's a saying, this comes from EOS. There's a saying that if, if, if more than one person is accountable, nobody's accountable, right? And so one of the things I've, I gained a deep appreciation for in my life is, uh, clearly articulating expectations of one another and then establishing accountability that you can bet on. And I think once you get that down, you start seeing the, the curve change and the results start to change and people start feeling successful. Uh, so I would say that's one thing is helping teams get unstuck. And uh, another, another way I brand myself is I help organize chaos. <laughs> and, and so there's a saying that that I've kind of put together from various different kind of sound bites. And that is, if chaos is the fuel for creativity, then order is the promise of productivity. And I like that. 
And so I like to take the chaos and put it into an order so that we can together be productive and accountable together. So what is that like? You know, how do you, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, helping with business plans. I, I have years of, of putting together financial projections and testing assumptions. I've, I've managed 16 clean financial audits. So think about all that goes into understanding the finance and all of that of those experiences. I've helped start businesses and I've been through sales of companies. So, so I would say high level strategy, um, but really kind of pushing it down. I'm happy to help think through. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm, what I'm not is a marketing expert. Okay. <laughs> but I would myself turn to somebody for marketing expertise, especially with social media. Um, I, am, I am not a lawyer. I always turn to a lawyer for help with things that I need. Um, uh, I, I'm not a product designer and I'm not a technology whiz. So I'd always look sure. to people for that. But I, I think for general business leadership and kind of uh, assistance, I think I'd be a, a good place to start. Yeah, I think to that team aspect and kind of that organizing the chaos and all those things you mentioned can be so crucial as a lot of these teams of super talented people with very different personalities try to merge together to be successful. And I think when you have scrappy startups that start as one person with a dream in a dorm room or one person with a dream in a basement, and they continue to grow and bring in other people, managing a team is something they haven't really thought of. So I feel like your skill set can be really crucial plugging in with people like that who know they need a team. They very well have grown into that phase, but they don't know the first thing of how to manage it or get out of that funk or get unstuck to be productive. They're all super talented people, but they've never worked for anyone but themselves. So when you bring in a team, it can be a little chaotic. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sarah, that also reminds me of, you know, kind of being new to to having a team and leading a team, the, top, the concept of culture, like mm -hmm. early on that has to take second place. So when you're scrappy and you're just, you're pulling it all together and you're trying to make the puzzle look, resemble enough of a product so you can get funding, that kind of thing. But once you get people involved, you have to think about culture. How are you gonna attract the best talent and then keep them? Mm -hmm. And so I would say that that's something else that that I certainly spend a lot of my time thinking about is is a people part of it, um, and how to how to lead and how to empower people, and it gets back to setting clear expectations, and then mute, and then together establishing accountability and saying this is what we owe each other to be successful, and then you and then you track it, you talk regularly. Uh, I yeah. think that's important. Yeah. And not everybody's cut out to be a leader. So I think that having some skill building around uh, even some empowerment for some of those people to realize they can be leaders. They do, they are able to do this. Meet so many introverted entrepreneurs that think, well, I can't run a team. I could never do this. You know, I, I just, I'm a party of one, but a lot of people just need that empowerment and the organization of that chaos to be shown that they can do it and they can run successful teams. So I think that would be really helpful um, plugging you in with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So if people do want to reach out to you, I know you said there's a myriad of ways that people can um, contact you. Um, what's your email or preferred method of contact? You can drop it here and then it'll live on in the podcast so people can keep pushing your way. Great. I will do that. So I'd say while I copy and paste, my first preferred method is, is my website because you can learn more about me through my website. Uh, and it's www.acuo-bc.com. Uh, and I, I'm going to actually, I'll break that down a little bit. So my, sure. my company is Acuo and it's Latin. And what it stands for is to sharpen or focus through experience. And, uh, and then the hyphen BC part is business consultant. So Acuo-bc.com. And then my email address is a pretty easy guess. It's ben at acuobc.com. I would say those are the two preferred ways to get in touch with me. And then of course, I would say that if, if either one of those fails, folks could reach out to, to you and the good people at, at Rally Founded and say, how do I get in touch with them? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you being here with me today and chatting with me. Is there anything that I didn't mention that's a must know, that a nugget of knowledge that you want people to take away from this? Um, anything that I didn't touch upon? You know, when I was thinking about us visiting today, um, I was trying to anticipate questions. <laughs> I always do that. That's just how my brain works. I, I, I can't go into a situation cold. <laughs> uh, and so one question that I was anticipating is like, you know, one major lesson learned from your, from your past. And I'd say one major lesson learned is, is to listen to the people who come before you. One of the mistakes, or we'll call it even failures, um, that I've made in my past is I discounted the incredible work that the people did before I joined the team. I didn't take the time to slow down when I started to say, somebody tell me the story. Everybody tell me your own stories. And where does all this good stuff live? Where does Help me understand the hard work that's happened before I jumped on the team. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then that becomes the starting point to, to, to do what I do. So I would say that's, I know, I know that this is going to be talking to a lot of entrepreneurs where nothing has been created yet, or, or, or uh, we're still in the, the building process. But I tell you, once, once things start getting moving, I think that's a really good bit of advice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And hey, you're going to be on Spotify. You're going to be reaching a lot of people. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're, you're well, famous now. I'm famous. Excellent. Sarah, <laughs> thank you for sharing your time and curiosity. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if you guys want to connect with Ben, you've got his website, you've got his email. So feel free to reach out. And of course, you can always connect with me and I'll give you an email intro. So thanks again so much, Ben, and we appreciate your time so much and look forward to seeing you more in the community when we're out buzzing around. Thank you, Sarah. Take care. You too. Yeah.